0: Thank you for welcoming me onto your headphones. I'm Eddie. And this week, we're capping off Halloween with some vampire talk. But not just any vampire, the worst vampires. The kind that sparkle. Yes, this week, I got a special guest with me, Lauren. We're going to be talking about a movie that is, quite frankly, so bad, it is terrifying. Twilight. Um, And I hope you enjoy this special episode. Thank you. So so just so I'm clear, your whole idea for this was rewatch the film, but watch it through the lens of, like, this is, like, a bad comedy?
1: Yes. (laughs) And I'm a genius.
0: You know, I didn't realize how awkward this movie was.
1: It's fucking hilarious, right?
0: It is. It is. Fucking, um... Okay, Okay. so so just fucking diving into this. Um... (laughs) What So, I'm told by a reliable source, being Nikki, that Bella in the books is supposed to be, like, kind of pretty and funny, but kind of shy, right? Yeah. So, why did they cast Anna Kendrick as Bella instead of (laughs) Kirsten Stewart?
1: No! Oh, my God. No, that's literally... I remember... So, when this movie... (laughs) When the movie came out, I was halfway through the book. I was 11... And I was like, so excited. And I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to see. But I remember my sister who had read the book before me and like gave it to me so that I could read it was like, I don't know, the girl they cast for this doesn't look like the girl who I thought of in my head. And when we watched the movie, I was like, I see what she's saying. But at the same time, like I did think like, I do think like Anna Kendrick is the idea of of like that like normal like tee like whatever girl but um th- there's something to the quality of the way that Kristen Stewart looks that aligns more with Bella like not that like there was this like rosy cheek like smile like thing that you think maybe that Bella should be encompassing but like I'm reading the as you know I'm reading Edward's perspective the book that just got published like last month and there's, and I forgot because I haven't read the first book in like since 10 years, but there's also a lot of her translucent skin. She's so frail and small and like, she looks like she could break at any time, which I would definitely say Kristen Stewart fits more than Anna Kendrick, but, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> but you know, when you're reading it, you're kind of ignoring this like skeleton of a girl who is, that's what she is because you're in her like perspective. So she's not sitting around describing herself every five minutes, you know, he is. And he's like, you're frail. I can see (laughs) through you. I can see your blood pumping in your skin. And she's like, huh?
0: You know, I remember the first, when she first appeared on TV, I literally said out loud, she needs a sandwich. Like, good God, someone feed that girl. (laughs)
1: Oh, leave her alone. I love Kristen Stewart. Honestly, the every time I watch this movie and and I want to tell you and I know that maybe you've seen the other movies just because of uh, Nikki and everything. No, they get funnier. (laughs) They get funnier. Like you think Twilight is fucking funny when you when you decide that Twilight is funny, when you go in and you watch them interact. And you like kind of ignore all of the background knowledge you're supposed to know about twilight like you pretend you don't know that he's like a vampire and you pretend like all this shit. and you sit and you watch them like in pain interacting with each other the entire movie like you have to walk out of there i can't imagine having watched this movie in 2008 and not knowing anything walk out being like this was a love story like <laughs> it was also really like, fucking him.
0: He sounds like every, like, dipshit, like, 16-year-old. I'm dangerous. You don't know me. I don't want to <laughs> hurt you. What? Like, also, you're, like, you look 17, motherfucker, you're over a century old. I feel <laughs> like you should know better than to date a 17-year-old girl. <laughs> well,
1: would I... would
0: they annoy
1: you? There's very little defense for this beyond the, the way that I, like... Uh, justify it is that it's the like you know how they say like uh, child stars never stop being like whatever age they like became a star at that's kind of how I deal with the vampire thing like he's still in the mindset and like the like um, brain stage of a 17 year old while being 117 or whatever the fuck old he is I remember thinking that when I was reading the books too like isn't he like just an old man in like a 17 year old body but like you know that's up to that's up to whatever your perception is
0: well that's also gonna be really fucking weird when they have a baby and he's has has the mentality of a 17 year old like some teenager yeah just get her some fries man she'll just eat that she's two months old yeah babies (laughs) love fries like no i oh my god i mean
1: you're definitely thinking in the 17 year old of like today he's like wasn't he died of the spanish flu that's what he his whole thing was i don't know if they oh. mentioned that in the movie yeah oh it's wait battled. a second
0: so okay okay wait so this is like early 1900s yeah right.
1: something like that i wouldn't know if i looked but um i wonder if he carries
0: any of the prejudice from back then
1: hmm. right well so the, there's a lot of interesting so like tw- twilight i i hate being this like because i don't i wasn't one of those like people who was like screaming and crying over this like Edward versus Jacob thing. I liked Mm -hmm. the books. I read them a lot because they were cool for 11 year old to read, like very easy. They were big and it made you feel like, oh, I'm a substantial like person. I read a very big book. They're extremely easy to read. Like you fly through them. But but I have all this, like, I think it's so interesting the whole way that it was written and everything, but Twilight, the series has like side character-itis. Which is this, like, I, I made that up, right? But where all the other characters are more interesting. Alice's story is more interesting. Jasper's story is more interesting. Carlisle's story is more interesting. They have way more interesting shit going on. Carlisle is a surgeon and he's a fucking vampire. Alice woke up in a hole one day, didn't remember anything about her life, but could see the future. Jasper, going to what uh, connected to me, what you're saying right now, was a Confederate soldier. <laughs> I wonder about his prejudices, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah,
0: some questions <laughs> there. I, um, Nikki told me about this also. she's loaded with fun facts, and all this shit. Apparently, There's in the many new, fun facts. Well, apparently, in the new book. Have you read the new book? Have you finished it or no? I don't want
1: to I'm it. halfway through, but like I'm, yeah.
0: One of the family members that has feelings for Edward? Are you aware of that? Yeah.
1: yes, Rosalie. Rosa, so was that like a retcon or something? Because in the
0: movie, like, it's, she seems kind of jelly, like some peanut butter and jealous.
1: Uh, no, 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 it wasn't a retcon. It's like hinted at a little bit in the first, not hinted, uh, Bella's just like, Rosalie fucking hates me. And Edward's like, don't worry about her. But you can tell that there's like a, like Rosalie liked Edward. And I don't remember if he specifically brings it up in the original Twilight books, but in Midnight Sun. He either mentions it or he's thinking about how originally when Carlisle turned Rosalie, he was like intending for them to be together because he thought Edward was lonely and he felt so bad that he had his wife, Esme, and that Edward was this lonely boy who they'd known for so long and like oh he just needs somebody we'll find him somebody like that's everyone's the whole family's playing matchmaker basically he didn't like rosalie and rosalie rosalie was like fuck you i'm hot you're stupid i hate it here
0: (laughs) (laughs) what so why did he turn her into a vampire like fucking let her
1: die oh it wasn't like there's a cool girl she'll be great for edward it was just like Carlisle only Um, will turn people who like are on the brink of dying he only did it he turned Edward because he wanted a friend but the kid was dying and uh, he turned Esme because they were already like falling in love and she was dying and so he saved her and it was all this very similar like do you want to die like I have something that could save your life if you want to but Rosalie didn't really want to be a vampire. I don't know the full, like, again, this is another really cool story. Like she was like raped and murdered by a bunch of dudes in like the 1920s or something like that. Um, And and so Carlisle saves her and she's like, well, this is bullshit. This isn't what I wanted. I wanted to be a woman. I wanted to be a housewife. I wanted children. I wanted a family. And he was like, well, you're alive. (laughs) <laughs> great we're a family <laughs> so oh, so what's
0: Emmett's backstory Edward's backstory no, no Emmett well you can go into Edward too
1: Emmett's backstory um Emmett this is so funny because I really like I haven't read Twilight in such a long time but like because I'm reading the new book there was if you asked me this and I hadn't been reading the new book I wouldn't fucking remember but or if they even mentioned it but in the new book um basically Rosalie is like they're freshly off of this like, oh, Edward doesn't like me and I'm stuck as being immortal or whatever. And she's like, just goes these walks or whatever by herself when she's angry, because she's an angry person. And she goes into the woods and this guy gets mauled by a bear. Turns out it's Emmett, And she is a newly turned vampire and has to fight like all of her instincts off because she's like, I have to save this guy. And um, she like carries his body bleeding and shit all the way back to carlisle's house and she's like you have to save him you have to save him and carlisle's like oh no he's dead like i'm sorry i can't save him and she's like no i mean you have to save him and carlisle's like oh okay i'll i'll okay i'll, I'll bite him i guess <laughs> yeah so it's, it's arbitrary they're kind of like we're saving someone's life so it's it's okay and then everybody who i guess ends up awake like waking up And being a vampire is like, well, I'm alive, and now I can do all this cool. Like Emmett definitely is like, oh, I can do all this cool shit now, and I'm fucking (laughs) alive still after being mauled by a bear. This fucking rocks. Like absolutely, that was Emmett's reaction.
0: You know, you know that poor actor. He had to. Sorry, go ahead. No,
1: no, no, I mean Lena. Go ahead.
0: No, uh, I was gonna say, you know that poor son of a bitch had to play Hercules like a month before The Rock did.
1: No, really. He, oh, they, yeah.
0: <laughs> they, they wanted to see if he was bankable, so they cast him as Hercules and poof, bomb to be fair. The rocks like. Hercules bomb, too. Like, to be fair,
1: I mean, after his name,
0: oh, I don't even know the fucking guy's name. All I know is that, yeah, no, I know exactly. I, I just looked at him, and I'm like, that guy's built like a brick shit house. So, no, I looked it up real quick, I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, he was Hercules. Bad timing, bro, bad timing.
1: Um, (laughs) I don't think... I mean, was Twilight negative press people? I mean, I know that the the cast uh, is famously known for hating and, like, ragging the shit out of Twilight the whole time that it was in production and in interviews. They were just like, I don't know, this movie is stupid. You, whatever, ask me questions if you want, but I don't fucking understand it. And everyone would be like, okay.
0: (laughs) I mean, see, now that you're telling me all this backstory shit about these other characters... I feel like this would make a good show and but like Edward and Bella would be like one of the side stories that like the one that gets like two minutes per episode to develop versus like the fucking main yeah
1: I mean I still like I really like their story it's I, I will say um though I haven't read like I mentioned I haven't read the first one in a million years it's so much more interesting from Edward's perspective like Bella is like spends half the book being like man, this guy doesn't fucking like me. That's fucked up. I didn't even do anything to him. Like, what's his problem? Fucking asshole. Meanwhile, Edward's first half of the book from his perspective is, oh my God, I'm going to kill this girl in front of all these fucking people. Why does she exist? I hate her. Why does she have to be here? She's ruining my life. She's ruining my family's life. Maybe I should just kill her. Maybe I should just kill her. No, I can't fucking kill her because then we're gonna have to move again and everyone's gonna be pissed at me. I guess I'll just leave. Like it's, It's way more like he's like, I'm gonna fuck like he hates her so bad in the first half of the book, like actually.
0: I like how the deterrent for killing her is not it's the wrong thing to do. It's like we're gonna have to fucking move again. That's the deterrent.
1: Well, the he like also doesn't want to kill someone because he doesn't like, but not for those moral reasons. He is kind of like the whole like, series has these underlying religious tones that, uh, Stephanie Meyer, like, like, spears in through Edward, which is why, which I don't know if you, uh, no, I think Stephanie Meyer is, like, a Mormon or something like that, and so the whole series starts to come and make sense a little bit more once you, like, realize that, like, it's a, like, uh, Bella trying to pressure Edward into, like, sex is the same, like, it's parallel to Bella trying to pressure Edward into turning her, is, as far as i can see like because they're both like no it's too dangerous because he could literally kill her if they have sex which is what happens in breaking dawn so why not just fucking look if you're
0: gonna get married you understand that you're basically immortal she's not fucking wedding night turn into a vampire done and done like what's the problem Well,
1: well that's the deal this is funny this is just me explaining to you like the plot line but it's literally like um, the in eclipse after um everything with the Volturi and whatever the fuck. Um, Wait, good, good, Edward good. is like, Will you marry me? What's up?
0: Eclipse is that the third or fourth
1: or second? No, it's the second. third, it's twilight, new moon, yeah, eclipse, and then breaking dawn.
0: Gotcha. Okay, okay.
1: Okay, so she they go through the end of eclipse, right? And that's the one or before breaking dawn. And Edward is like, Marry me. And Bella's like, Um. And then the first book starts and basically what it comes down to, is she goes, okay, like I'm not going to fucking marry you. And he's like, why not marry me, marry me like I love you. And she's like, I'm not going to marry you because you're not going to turn me into a vampire. And so this is pointless. And he's like, I will never turn you like you. I'm not going to turn you into a monster and send you to hell. He also believes that like once you like turn into a vampire, you lose your soul and you're like damned to hell. Another of the religious thing. And um, she's like, well, I'm not going to marry you unless you agree to turn me. And so they come to, like, a semi-agreement where Edward's like, maybe I'll turn you if you marry me. And she's like, deal. (laughs) I'm just going to
0: Carlisle and being like, hey, wedding present, go.
1: Well, Carlisle would never do that. Carlisle loves Edward, like, as his, like, son, like, truly. And he, like, even though he cares for Bella, he would never, like, betray him like that. Edward would never, like, forgive him.
0: Bro, I made sure your wife was immortal. Like, what more can I do for you? (laughs) (laughs) bro
1: it's not it's not a presence edward edward believes he's a monster he hates himself he hates that he exists he only does so because he kind of has a family and he loves carlisle and it would kill him to like disappoint carlisle by like dying or like leaving or like doing something stupid and so it it, he doesn't want he he hates being alive he's like i hate it here what what is the point like uh, everything is meaningless and then bella comes into his life and he's like my life has meaning i'm going to protect this girl and i'm going to love her and i'm going to make sure nothing ever happens to her including ever turning into a vampire and then he fails over and over again because just being in her life is made her life more dangerous which is why in new moon he's like i'm just going to ditch and he takes the they leave and leave her in a giant depressive hole that nearly kills her
0: (laughs) is that the one where where taylor lautner finds the ab machine is that is that the is that the one
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't. Well, you I know something that. interesting about
1: Taylor Lautner. What is um, he is 16 when they start filming the first movie. He's 16 mm-hmm. years old in Twilight, mm-hmm. and he only t- he turns 18 just in time for them to film the kiss between him and Kristen Stewart in Eclipse. What, like, why,
0: why was that a big deal?
1: Well, because he's underage. Everyone else wait, wait, how is, old like was she. They were in their 20s. Everyone's in their 20s. Taylor Lautner was 16, fresh out of like boy oh, and Lava Girl shit. Like,
0: oh, he was still too young?
1: Yeah, oh. he was. Yeah, everyone else was in their 20s. Ashley Green was like 20-something.
0: Dude, I thought they were all like in their like late teens, early 20s, tw- like relatively no. like, pretty close to each other.
1: No, I don't think so. I think Robert Pattinson is the oldest of like the, the teen group, and everyone mm-hmm. else is in their 20s. Like Mm-hmm. The, the the miracle of uh, fucking filmmaking everyone you, you think everyone's actually teenagers but like they, you know they're not
0: <laughs> i mean they act like a bunch of teenagers and i mean that in both ways
1: oh well I, that's another thing going back to the actual movie i think they nailed the teenager thing all of the characters act like real teenagers really, like, really all fucking the
0: annoying del- and like illogical
1: yes, yeah like, that's more- actually true it, yes, exactly, and all of the side characters, too, is what I mean, like the teenage boy shit, I think they nailed that, like, all these, like, annoying, like, hey, Bella, hey, Bella, hey, Bella, and she's just like, Can't, what, what do you fucking want from me, even though everyone is mysteriously in love and, in like, raptured by this fucking, no, like, nobody gives a shit girl, like, boring ass, like, chillin', like, doesn't give a shit girl, which I guess maybe is the appeal, but... <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: You know, no one. There was not a single redeemable guy here, with the exception of maybe her dad, and maybe the chief leader. Because like her dad all, is
1: great. Her
0: no, no, that's what I mean. Like all the teenage boys are a bunch of douchebags the whole time, though. Like, hey, look at this worm. Hey, you want to go to prom yeah. with me? Hey, like, like they're all douchebags. <laughs> and I'm, pl- I'm including Edward in that. Like, that boy has some issues. <laughs> like
1: <sighs> the way they made, I mean, like. So it, it's really funny because they couldn't do it. Like, like uh, as someone who is like a, a big, usually a big critic of the difference between the book and the movie, they did not pull it off as far as I'm concerned. They got some hot characters and they made like a mime of what the book should have been. But it was, in my opinion, it did not match up because Edward does seem like a douchebag. He does seem like, stay away from me. I'm dangerous. Oh my God, but I'm going to keep being in love with you anyway. But like the real, like, internal like battle with him is much longer and it's like the that 30 minute bit in the middle where between like hers saying like you're a vampire and like them um going to do baseball or whatever is all exposition that they tried to shove in to make up for the several chapters worth of just edward and bella asking each other questions because that's what they did for like mm-hmm. several chapters in the book it's like it's my turn to ask questions and they just like went and deep dives into the fucking history of like why edward is the way he is like why he's not like what a traditional vampire is and Mm -hmm. all this other stuff that is really interesting and takes long paragraphs of like explanation and back and forth and intelligent conversation and they were just like oh fuck i don't know bella goes you're a vampire i googled it and she and he's like yeah that's right god damn it
0: but see, like, ah, uh, like, there's so many things they could have. Oh, wait, is it fair to say that this movie could have been? Yeah, this movie could have been a lot fucking better.
1: Oh yeah, it's not great. I would say, like, like I said, like, if you had walked into this movie and had didn't know shit about Twilight, you'd be like, "Huh? Like, what? they kissed twice the whole fucking movie, and both times Edward is like, "Don't move, don't move." don't move and if you don't understand why it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense why he's like don't move don't move and he says that part in the fucking forest killed me where that's he funny. was like you can't trust me i've killed people before and she was like i don't care like <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't like, want explanation like, for that what,
0: what? you mur- okay what why are you telling this girl that you've murdered people two why don't you care <laughs> that he's murdered people three like look there's one thing that i agree with him you can't touch me. I'm faster, stronger, literally bulletproof, like, I fucking shine in the sun. Like, you can't touch me and you're not scared. <laughs> like, bitch, if you're suicidal, just yeah, like, so be upfront like, like, front about it.
1: In, in the book, it's much different. It's a longer conversation where she's, like, basically, like, you eat animals, though, right? And he's like, well, I haven't always eaten animals. And she's like, what the fuck is that mean? And he's like, well, for a while, I left Carlisle, and I didn't like, and I was like, I want to see what drinking human blood is like. Cause it's supposed to be like the best thing that's ever fucking happened to you. And so I hunted down murderers and rapists and criminals and I killed them and I drank oh, their Batman. blood and shit and it was dope. And it was a, yeah, basically. So he was Batman. He prepped a
0: so lot
1: conversation. <laughs> he knew, he knew what he was about. <laughs> fucking <laughs> character study. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like a whole like different conversation than I kill people and no explanation. She's like, that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> well, no,
0: You know what, what also kind of like gave me the like laugh, laugh a lot? The scene where I think she goes into her science class for the first time and the first time he ever sees her and he gives her that weird like <laughs> face. And, and uh, like you said, it looks like he's like holding in like a shit. Like he's constipated. <laughs> like that was his face. That
1: was the face he gave. Well, yeah, and I, I will say. It's the right. I will say out of anybody, Robert Pattinson did the most acting in this fucking movie, even though sometimes it kind of looks like he forgot that he was in a movie and he was just about to laugh before he says several lines. I don't know if you noticed that, but I spotted Robert Pattinson about to laugh like in the middle of that (laughs) cafeteria scene. He's like saying some shit and she's talking and he's like, um, (laughs) like says his line, but Robert Pattinson did it right because Edward is in pain and he is upset and he's just like this constipated ass, upset ass dude. The whole that's his character. He's upset. And you know, after he falls in love with Bella, then everything melts and changes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like Robert Pattinson was like, they told me this guy is in physical fucking pain the whole time he's with this girl. So um I be making faces in this bitch the whole <laughs> way through, like, I don't know
0: about this. <laughs> But like like there's so many things they could have changed to make it better. Like fucking instead of him sparkling in the sun, how about they steam? Like, like let's take away the stupid shit and let's try to make it a little bit better or fucking let them have a conversation. Like you eat people. No, we're vegetarians, we just eat like animals and we drink animal blood, we're veggies. Or whatever, like like show, don't tell, you know, shit like that, whatever. Also, yeah. like they had a solid budget and I don't see where they spent it unless like on the filter,
1: like. They spent it on the fucking... Bl- yes, exactly! The blue filter over the whole entire fucking movie where everyone is, like, the slightest shade of blue ever. It's so ugly. I don't know. Like, I like, I- I like this movie in, like, a nostalgic way. But, like, the decisions that they made, I'm like... Why- uh, there's so much about this, like, biology teacher for some random reason. Like, enough so that he's, like, in the credits before, like, Rosalie and shit... It's what? so stupid and oh shit <laughs> and like the, the the blue filter thing the like but like it because of how weirdly bad it is for whatever reason it's also it just makes it funny it just makes it funny to me i think it's just like 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 um jessica's whole character the character played by anna kendrick is so fucking like perfect she she nailed it um charlie is also like i, I see they kind of chose charlie for like w- which is bella's dad for mm-hmm. this comic relief of like tough dad and they did a great job that whole like the-, the very first line he says like in the bedroom with her and she's he's like you like purple right <laughs> so awkward like everyone is so awkward and it's just so human and bad but it's so fucking funny
0: i really like charlie i kind of wish he had loaded the gun when edward walked in for the first time like Hey, Edward's outside. He wants to meet you. Give me <laughs> a sec. All right. <clears throat> Raymond, you know,
1: something like that. Well, he older... wanted to be a good dad.
0: Yeah. You know how you're a good dad? Threaten the dude that's going to take your daughter out for a date. That's okay. not a good that's... dad Okay, that's too far. Fine. Fine. He's the sheriff. <laughs> Whatever. Or clean the... I don't know. Um, I heard someone propose this. And tell me what you think. I actually like this idea. Someone said, what if they redid Twilight? But instead of it being about Edward and uh, Bella and Jacob and their love triangle and all that, it's from the perspective of Charlie and he's hunting vampires and he's trying to keep one away from his daughter that's obsessed with her to a point where it's almost psychological abuse.
1: Well, that's a different, like, that's just a different story completely. You might as well just write a new story at that point because but, no, Charlie but, is
0: but, but oblivious. The that's the whole point.
1: But we need the Twilight name
0: for so it can sell.
1: Well, but, but then it wouldn't make any sense. It would be completely out of, like, the canon of Twilight for whatever reason. I mean, I think, I don't know. Uh, older dude hunts fucking uh, supernatural being has been done and done again. I don't think it will do.
0: <laughs> Plot twist, girls. That's from your father's perspective. I don't There's know. another
1: man, except he has a mustache, <laughs> he's a cop, and he's a dad. So hot. Hey. Watch him <laughs> chase down the sexy vampire you once loved. What
0: was I gonna How say? How
1: about the um when the when Bella goes to the beach and um the 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 guys from the reservation show up with uh with Taylor Lautner
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and she's like, yeah, Edward didn't come, and everyone's like making fun of her for like inviting Edward, who never fucking goes anywhere, and they're like, the Collins don't come here. And then there's a hard cut, (laughs) and then Belle's like, so what did he mean by the Cullens don't come here? And Taylor Lauder's like, oh, you caught that, huh? Like, what do you mean you caught that? (laughs) This guy just said it abruptly in the middle of a normal-ass conversation. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, yeah, I kind of noticed that there was something weird there.
0: (laughs) I mean, there's so many fucking weird decisions in the editing of this movie. Like, it's just all over the fucking wall. Like, it's not... Ah... I wonder if it had been better, what if they used the Zoe Dish? Nah, never mind. Anna Kendrick would have been better. Do you think, uh, like all this delivery and shit, like was it the director's fault? Did they just not have good actors? Like who the fuck is to blame for this? Uh,
1: no, I think, so um, I have seen like a couple, like I haven't actually watched the behind the scenes commentary, but I've seen like things from it. I've seen deleted scenes like in passing. Um, through like TikToks and shit like that, where I'm like, huh? And it seems like they filmed a bunch of, a bunch of different iterations of a lot of scenes, and then they just chose the ones that they liked the best, and maybe they didn't fit as great. Mm-hmm. But it also seems like they were kind of making fun of it themselves as they were going. Like this is, we all realize this is kind of out there. This mm-hmm. weird idea of this 117 year old whatever being in love with this 17 year old like, boring girl who was supposed to be this empty, like, vessel for, like, teenage girls to be like, I'm Bella, and all this stuff, so I think it it was a combination of not taking themselves seriously enough, and just, like, over, almost over filming, like, they were, they they just, they had too much, and then they were like, we need two hours of footage to make this workable, like, I'm certain that whole 30-minute bit in the middle that I told you about, like, where they're supposed to, where they're trying to make that scene where they ask each other questions back and forth like I'm certain there was so much more and they were like we just have to put enough that the audience gets it like because this is just a setup for the next few movies this is like this movie this whole movie is just exposition for like the beginning of New Moon basically and I mean it works people turned up for the next movie They turned up for the next one and whether they turned up because of like um, Robert Pattinson and Taylor Lautner or because they really liked the plot Ah, uh, they fucking did, and they turned up in the fucking millions. So, <laughs> I'd say it worked out for them. But also, I mean, not that this is even in the first fucking movie, but it bugs me so much. In the first, in the book, they talk about um, like how their eyes change color when they drink different blood and whatever. And if they haven't drink blood, like their eyes are black. And she mentions that, which is also a funny scene where Edward just walks away. But in the next few movies, I guess they were like the eye color isn't intense enough. It was fine. Like, it did not need to be the fucking bright gold yellow they use in the next few movies that makes everyone look creepy and, like, no way passing as human. Mm-hmm. Uh, just terrifying for no reason. <laughs> Turn it down.
0: Also, is it just me, or did it look like they were about to fight in West Side Story during the baseball scene? <laughs> like, like, the way they're just, like, Please. hunting forward, like, we're gonna oh. do this or not? Like...
1: The like posturing, yeah, it was good. I think it was funny. It, like but, <laughs> I mean, it, are they self y- aware? You're right. It was very musical esque. Very like, whoa, who's gonna move first? Like the or, like. A lot of the action scenes were like, huh? I will say when Edward tackles the that guy into the ground and it busts all of the floorboards open, that was cool. But that then like badass. two scenes later, they're all dancing around the fire and laughing when they're burning this dude up. And I'm like, the celebration of we killed this guy when Carlisle was like, I don't want to kill anybody. I think it's weird taking a life and it sucks. And then Jasper and Emmett are like, ah, we fucking killed this dude. Let's fucking <laughs> dance around this giant fire. While we're trying to not kill Bella.
0: Also, they ripped it. They like literally ripped him into pieces, right? Like actual, like okay, here's the hand, here's the foot, his head, the torso, Huh. Yeah, oh, what, I. What
1: I, I, to the uh, the,
0: I forgot. Did, did she die? I don't remember.
1: Uh, the end of the movie. Remember, she's like watching them from a window, and then she comes down. It's the last scene of the movie. Oh, wait! Doesn't she she's come sorry, back yeah. in one of the other movies? Yeah, she comes back in in uh, New Moon's movie. In New Moon because she's like you killed my james or whatever so i'm gonna fucking kill bella to get back at you edward you stupid bitch and ed's like nowhere around but she doesn't know that
0: Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's right he like takes off and does she don't do like a bunch of adrenaline shit to try and get him back or something
1: like this this bella swan has mental illness like (laughs) she she was depressed for months she didn't do shit and um and then charlie is like you you get the fuck out of bed Okay, go hang out with Jacob Black or your friends or fucking somebody or whatever. And and she's like, fine, I fucking hate everybody. And she goes and she hangs out with her girlfriends. They go to the movies and they're in Port Angeles, which is where Edward saved her last time. And she sees these dudes who are like, like, I don't know, gangbangers or some shit. I don't remember. I think they're motorcycle gang or something like that. And she's like, oh, hey, these are like the guys that almost killed me last time. And she walks up to him and they're like, hey, baby, like, what's up? And she's like, hi, how's it going? How is everybody? I would like to sit on this motorcycle with you. And the guy's like, damn, really? Fuck yeah. And like, they take her and her friends are like, what's wrong with you? Hello? You don't even know these guys they are like twice their fucking age. And but she gets on the motorcycle. She gets a rush of adrenaline and she gets like a vision of Edward being like, hello, dumb bitch, you're going to die. And all I told you was to Stay safe while I was in wherever. Well, he's in Italy. He's like, while I was in Italy and not die because it would, because I can see you and I feel the love. And so it escalates and escalates.
0: Why did the fuck did he go to Italy? Like to go ask me, hey, is that all right if I start dating this teenage girl? What the hell?
1: No. Uh, I forget where they actually went. I, I like, okay, so she, they leave, they go somewhere else. I don't know if they ever say exactly where they went. Um, but it was because, so it's Bella's 18th birthday and everyone's like, yay, we'll have a vampire party for whatever reason. And um, something, an, an accident happens and she like cuts her hand and there's like blood dripping down her wrist, and she's in a room full of vampires. And Jasper is still new to this way of life, which they mention in the first movie. And that. he's like, oh, fuck. And he like jumps her mm. and Edward in trying to protect her, like shoves her into a wall and, like, busts even more glass and there's more blood. And everyone's like, ah, fuck, the human is bleeding. What the fuck do we do? <laughs> and um, it, it ends up being this whole thing. And Bella feels so bad. And Carlisle's, like, stitching her up. And he's like, don't worry about it. Like, it's not your fault. And she's like, if only I couldn't bleed or whatever the fuck. And then Edward's like, it's not safe for you. Like, I don't think that it's safe for you being with me. I think that I'm, like, like, making your life worse or whatever. And she's like, no, I love you. I need you. And so he breaks up with her in a forest and then uh, leaves her there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> and so he leaves, he packs up his whole family and he leaves, but he doesn't only leave. He leaves and takes everything that could possibly remind her of him away. He takes away her presence that he gave her. He takes away like pictures of them, all this shit and dips and leaves. And she's like, they're just gone. The whole fucking family's gone. And then she goes into the depression. Right? it goes to Italy because after so many adrenaline junkie moves, the last thing that Bella does is she cliff dives. She jumps off of a cliff and uh, goes into this water or whatever the fuck, but it was really high. But Alice can see the future and she's keeping tabs on Bella and she knows that Bella's depressed and she knows all this shit. And she sees Bella jump off a cliff out of context. And she's like, Oh my God, Bella killed herself. And Edward is like, oh, my God, my life, my love, whatever, right? And so he does the only logical thing because the reason for him living is gone. He goes to Italy because there's like the vampire guard or whatever the fuck they're called. These old ass, ancient ass vampires who um, keep the rules, right? So no one's supposed to reveal if they're a vampire and whatever. And he goes to Italy in the middle of this big celebration. He's going to reveal himself as being sparkly to the people. Thus, um, making him, uh, the the, they would basically make him a target because like they're in Italy and he's being this big dumb moron showing himself as a vampire. So they would kill him. Like they would just be like, you broke the rules, and they would kill him. And he know that he couldn't get his family to kill him, and there's no way to actually kill yourself. So that's why he decides to go to Italy and do that.
0: Wait, do they throw out all the rules of, like, the garlic, the crucifix, the wooden stake? Like, are all those out the window with these vampires? What? You know the, like, how you can kill a vampire with, like, a wooden stake to the heart, a crucifix, a garlic? Are all those rules out the window with these guys?
1: Yeah, pretty much. They're, like, made of stone. Like, basically. Pretty much. And so everything besides, like, another vampire ripping you into pieces Mm -hmm. um, won't kill you like they they can they can go without breathing so he can't like drown himself they could like you know and um they it, it, like everything they're just the, they're just indestructible basically can
0: he wait couldn't you just set himself on fire or does he have to be in pieces to do that
1: i think he has to be in pieces i don't know basically there's two ways for a vampire to kill get himself killed which is another vampire kills you mm-hmm. or um the wolves kill you the wolves will oh. get you dead.
0: Just go piss on one of their trees. Done. Fucking wolf pack. Let's go.
1: Well, then they would break the treaty and he would get his whole family fucked over.
0: I mean, he's going to be dead. Does he really care that much? No, that's fair. Yes!
1: He cares about his family. <laughs> You're listening. <laughs>
0: well, also, uh, okay, let me ask you this. Is it true that this kind of... Uh, so i've heard all this shit online and i don't know if this is true because i've never read the books i've only seen this one shitty movie and it kind of fits is it true that bella and edward's relationship is very unhealthy and toxic like overall because i fucking see it but i want to know if like is the book like that or did they just do a shitty job um
1: i would say that right so like Uh, the relationship between like an immortal being and a normal ass person doesn't exist in real life. So it's Stephanie Meyer had to break all the rules, but she also had to like make a reason for like things to progress. If it was like, I'm just like, I like this girl, but she happens to be human that that's not going to go anywhere. Edward could just leave and it would mean nothing. And it would, it would go nowhere, but for it to, well, it, it, it's all in the lore like it, like you could say that they have a codependent toxic relationship but everything adds up to the very last book when Bella has the baby like everything was supposed to happen there's a reason they're infatuated with each other to the point of hurting themselves and they keep coming back together over and over again is because they were meant to have that baby and the and that baby was meant to like fall like I don't do, do you know the thing? Do you...
0: <laughs> I know. I, I know that I know they have a baby. I think uh, Bella's about to die. That's when Edward turns into a vampire, and then there's something. I don't know if it's because it's a half breed or something that like the lords want to kill her, and then they have epic battle that never really fucking happened. I, that's as okay. Much so as you I
1: don't, remember. you don't know the whole thing. So the whole thing is, you know, Bella and Edward coming back together over and over again, even though they know that it's like killing Bella basically. Edward never wanting to turn her, but. Everything basically adds up as being this was supposed to happen. Like they they fuck, she gets pregnant with this like impossible child that is like never happened before. And when she has this child, so there's this thing, and I'm gonna explain something that is uh, one of the most controversial things I would say about the whole Twilight franchise. There's this thing called imprinting in uh, in werewolves, which is when they see someone. And it's their soulmate and they're meant to be together forever and they fall in love and it's instant. It's this instant chemical, like unstoppable. This is the thing. When Bella has the baby, Jacob imprints on the baby. (laughs) And so this is weird on multiple levels, right? But everyone like so like he's not in love with the baby the way that it, they explain it in the book is like it starts out if, the, if they're too young it starts out as like a friendship thing and when she becomes like old enough it would be like a romantic thing which is still icky um, but that's how stephanie meyer was like this will work <laughs> right but it explains a co- couple of things it explains jacob's infatuation with bella and uh, because he like, he never imprinted on her. And all of his werewolf friends are like, dude, if it was meant to be, you would have imprinted on Bella. And he's mm-hmm. like, whatever. I don't fucking believe in imprinting. And then he imprints on a baby and everything changes. It changes the, the dynamics between the Cullen tribe and the Wolf tribe. Because as soon as uh, Jacob imprints on the vampire baby, they, they can't be at war anymore. They're a family now. Like that's literally it. The war ended as soon as he imprinted on Bella's baby, which mm-hmm. pisses Bella off because she's like, that's my fucking baby, you dumbass and but then you know as she's not awake during all of this happening she has no idea this is happening she's been bitten she's waiting to transform she transforms and basically it turns out that bella was meant to be a vampire she's perfect like like she was a clumsy shitty like terrible human she's bad at being alive she was death prone like magnetized death to her but as a vampire she was like faster than all the other vampires she was like better at all this other vampire ass shit and it it just like it, it all added up to like this was supposed to happen that's why like the lore is just like this was fate everything was fate this was all supposed to happen for a reason because like Edward didn't want to turn Bella and so because he didn't they have a baby and he ends up having to turn her anyway and they end up having what is a family which is what Edward always wanted anyways and it's you know and bella gets to keep jacob in her life <laughs> in that I'm, weird ass way
0: i mean didn't he so let me i just i don't i don't man what the fuck is with this books she i don't know i don't fucking know I, there's a lot to unpack there there's a lot to unpack and all that so
1: it is a lot to unpack i, I will tell you reading it as a 12 year old that was like huh what? Like, is that a like, grooming? What does like, that, that mean? That
0: does not feel normal at all. Like,
1: Well, you know, Stephanie Meyer had to present it like as carefully as she could. I think she did a good job for what it's worth. She ex- tried to explain it to death, basically. Where Jacob, you know, because obviously Bella's like, you fucking what on my baby? And he's like, no no, 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 I'm not trying to like, I'm not, I'm not trying to listen. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to do anything with your baby. Okay. That's not how it is. I just really care for her right now like a friend and like things will change later and she's like a you know the the baby is also um i don't know if you know this like rapidly uh growing like she's like a toddler or like a like a like a five-year-old or whatever by the end of the last book she's like a whatever Mm -hmm. which they're all super scared that she's gonna die super quick also because of that but they have no idea they think that it'll slow down enough that she gets to just be a vampire forever or whatever but she's only Mm -hmm. half anyways but it's a you know she 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 tried but i think it was like it was bold she pulled it off i feel like you know everyone thinks that was a fucking weird thing that she did but uh i had no defense i I thought it was weird too but i rolled with it and so did everybody else
0: (laughs) okay so this baby so why was this baby impossible is it like vampires aren't supposed to be able to get like humans pregnant or like vampires are supposed to be able to have babies like what
1: well um I don't think anyone even knew if vampires were still like fertile and there's Mm -hmm. no way of knowing because vampires aren't fucking humans. They're killing them. Mm -hmm. And so no one ever like accidentally got a human pregnant oops, because they probably killed them in the process if they were having sex with them. Mm -hmm. So there's no like data on this. Mm -hmm. In fact, the closest thing that it comes is like, um, when, so they basically they have sex one time and Edward is like, I fuck, she's covered in bruises. She's all fucked up because he's a vampire. And he's like, I can't do this to you again. Look, you're gonna die. And Bella's like, No, please, or whatever. It's that dramatic. And um, and so she's all fucked up. Um, they're in, uh, they're on. Where are they? The real they're in Rio de Janeiro for their honeymoon. And so, and you know, Stephanie Meyer's history of like pulling from other cultures to make her story work. But she she's in like the bathroom and she's starting to realize, which is also a funny scene if you've ever seen that. Kristen Stewart looking at her flat stomach in the mirror being like, oh God, I'm pregnant. Like, (laughs) and um, as she's like realizing this, the like maid or whatever comes in to clean up the giant ass mess they made of the bed. And she sees Bella and she like knows that Edward is a vampire, not in like a, we let her know when we know her way, but in like a, that's one of those monsters, the cold ones or whatever. (laughs) And she sees Bella and she's like, (gasps) and it seems like she knows something but she speaks Spanish and Bella's like, what is she saying? What is she saying? And Edward is like, I don't know. She's just being mean. (laughs) (laughs) And Bella's like, no, she knows something she knows. And the lady like touches her stomach and she's like, I know that you're pregnant with this, like the cold one shit. So in like mythical something, something happened probably centuries ago, but they never get into it because you're not going to, they're not going to sit down and have a conversation with this. Like you know this lady who they don't know about or anything and they don't even know that bella is pregnant at this point they're just like worried as fuck and they go back home Mm -hmm. but it's basically like no one was sitting around thinking this was a possibility
0: well okay so quick question you also mentioned that um so with this baby or like with jacob imprinting on this newborn child this you know adult Mm -hmm. imprinting on this child uh, that uh, it would like you know combine the the tribe and uh, the Cullen clan or whatever. Does it mean like peace globally or just between like these two like gangs? Like, with-
1: well, so the 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 Cullen coulette like thing I think is like very isolated. There are wolves uh, supposedly in like other parts of like the globe, just like there are vampires. But um, this is, I think. I think, I think that I'm not sure about that, but I know that the Quillette wolves thing is specifically a native American thing. And it's like, they just, and it's supposed to be like they're centuries old which is why, you know, whatever. The Cullens used to be on the land next to the native Americans and the native Americans had these legends and these this history of people turning into wolves to like protect the tribe. And the Cullens were like, we don't eat people. We're never gonna eat people like we promised. And these guys were like, cool, you fucking kill anybody on our land, we have the right to kill you, basically. Mm -hmm. But um, in Twilight, there is no wolves, basically, in the beginning, in the first book, because there's no threat and Mm -hmm. no wolves. Nobody turns into a wolf until there's a threat. And then Victoria and James and Laurent come in and they make a big threat. And the Cullens are, you know, talking and whispering about maybe turning this girl Bella into a vampire. And that's when Jacob and the whole, like, You know, like five other teenage dudes and like one girl turned into wolves and it's to protect, you know, the land. But I don't think, I mean, I think if anything, it would have to be like in other parts of America, if it's specifically Native American legend or variations based on different like legends on the country, which would also be super interesting. Like imagine Skinwalker Ranch, but make it vampires.
0: (laughs) Maybe she should expand the universe. Or, like, write books from, like, the other perspectives. I don't know. Maybe
1: that could work. I mean, I I, I, I sit and I fucking, I, like, w- when the first, like, so, Midnight Sun is the book that just came out, which is from Edward's perspective. That leaked, like, the year that Twilight came out. Like, the first, it wasn't the first, it was, like, a chapter from, like, the middle or whatever, like, that got leaked. And because of that, Stephanie Meyer was like, fuck you guys. I'm not putting it out then. And everybody <laughs> was like, no, it was so good, please. Or whatever and um I think that Stephanie Meyer just she just she got her money and she fucking was like that's good I'm fucking cool like I don't need to do this anymore like and honestly I respect her for it but like she easily could have milked this like anybody else's story in the whole thing like Mm -hmm. which is also what I used to say about JK Rowling like I don't know why she didn't go back and write um about Harry's parents which were fucking interesting and Mm -hmm. She wrote about some other rando bitches who nobody knows about <laughs> for whatever reason. I chose Newt and Grindelwald and whatever the fuck instead of, you know, the stuff that people asked her for. But I mean, I think people like would read it and they would do it. But Stephanie Meyer, I think she kind of thinks probably that Twilight was her perfect little like baby thing and that people either liked it or hated it. And she got her money. She got, you know, the what she wanted out of it. And she was just like, and I'm kind of done. I'm kind of good. And, uh, thanks everybody for all your readings. I mean, the, like, even the, I even wondered if she would do like the next few books from Edward's perspective. I looked up an interview and she said, no, (laughs) she was like, no, it's just the first one. I'm not putting it anymore. Um, and I was like, oh, why? And it's obvious in hindsight, but like, like a new moon is like half of it is like Bella's like freaky, sad depression and like all this fucked up shit. Mm -hmm. And, um you're aware as a reader if you like understand edward's character that he's essentially suicidal the whole time he's not with her like Mm -hmm. like and so it it would be terrible to write like her 700 page length ass novels from edward who would just want to die he would just not want to be alive he would just be sad he would just be mourning and he wouldn't be doing anything just like you know the the way that people really like the way that stephanie meyer like um shows Bella's depression in the book she has several like blank pages that are like November December January or whatever the fuck because like Bella's like my life is empty and so I don't do things I don't have I don't have shit to say I don't have a narrative right now mm-hmm. and like I mean I can only imagine it would be like a whole book of blank pages for Edward like what is he doing that he think is worth like his own you know emotional narrative about besides like trying to stop himself from reading Alice's mind <laughs> and mm-hmm. seeing what Bella's up to. It would just be, it would suck. But I'm like, but what about Eclipse? But well, what about Breaking Dawn? <laughs> so, and also, you... what, no go?
0: No, I was just gonna say, you mentioned Stephanie Ma got paid. I was like, she couldn't made that much. It was just a couple of $125 million.
1: You think she did, didn't make that much? There was four books, they were best sellers for like a few fucking years and then five five movies movies.
0: yeah so she's worth 125 mil so
1: yeah i mean i would i mean if i was her sit back because like not only is it that but imagine the fear of like putting out another book that doesn't do as well i mean she did she put out the host do you remember the host neither do i i didn't fucking read it i didn't care i
0: saw it in theaters and it wasn't complete shit it wasn't good
1: i'm sure it was actually fine because like I i think it had a cool concept right? i can't remember it was like the She's like has she's a host for an alien or something like that.
0: All humans are hosts for aliens, and it's rare to find someone that isn't. So yeah.
1: Oh, that's interesting. See, like it's interesting, but like who showed up for that? Not that many people. So I I can't imagine the anxiety around, like, am I ever going to make something as big as Twilight ever again? Which is like. Um, John Green has said that before after he uh, wrote The Fault in Our Stars and it became like a huge hit and like a couple of his like older books got turned into movies because of that. And then he didn't put out a book for a few years and everyone was like, John, we want a new book. And he put out, I think it was a video or like a journal or something like that, where he was like, I was so fucking scared of failing, of putting out another book and it was not going to be as big or anybody cared about it or anybody liked it as much as my other books. So I didn't want to write a fucking book. And I cried, and I was in depression, and I had issues, and I had to go to therapy, and I wrote my next book, like, and it mm-hmm. was a success. But like, that's terrifying to like think I've already made my biggest thing; it's done, and there's no way that I could top it. Like, like it's depressing to think that you're just gonna put out little novels that no one cares about for the rest of your life, even though you do.
0: I mean, at that point, you have fuck you money, which is like, I'm gonna do whatever I want to do. If I want to put out ten books a month, like via Stephen King. And just, you know, if no one likes him, that's fine. I did him for me. Like, you're rich enough to do it at that point.
1: I mean, the thing is like, people do like Stephen King's books and he does have like a massive volume of output, but I still think, um, I read, uh, what was it? Was it The Bag of Bones? I think Bag of Bones, in the beginning, he reveals what he ha- actually did when he was younger, which is that, um, cause he like, cause Stephen King tends to like self-insert a little bit, but um, the, the character as an author, and um he talks about this whole part about when he was young he and he was full of life and he had so much story in him he pumped out book after book after book after book but he didn't publish them all he put them in a fucking vault and whenever his publisher needed a book and he wasn't done with the one he was writing he'd be like here post this one (laughs) and the publisher would be like dope and they'd post it (laughs) and like that's what I think Stephen King did he has a fucking ass load of books but like not all of them are it not all of them are you know Carrie.
0: pet sanitary whatever
1: yeah
0: uh well he uh i think he actually he did a thing with jr martin i don't know if you ever saw they were like doing a dual interview with the two of them
1: oh really i didn't see
0: that no it's cool because they ask him like you know how often do you write like you know like you're able to produce so many books like what do you do and when he was younger i don't know if you know this he was like a cocaine addict and (laughs) it fucking makes sense actually uh but his new addiction, like he, like the addiction to replace it now is writing. So he punches out right. an average of at least six pages a day. Like that's his quota. It's at least six pages, if not more. And jr Martin just looks at him and says, motherfucker, I can barely punch out a sentence a day. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes sense with Stephen King.
1: Jeez but like, about. I mean, I see that and I know that like, you know, y- you write as well, but I-, I feel that whenever I'm like writing something that's just like Okay, now another. Now let's more. Now let's more thing. And I, I, don't know. I think there's 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 writer's block and there's the opposite of writer's block, which is like like fucking you you can't shut the fuck up.
0: You know? vomit.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, like like word vomit basically. But like it's not always necessarily good, which is why you know you have someone like Stephen King who has output and output and output and output of book. Not all of them are great. Some of them you might even say are bad. And but you know he has a good like a grand couple of hits out there mm-hmm. and then you know there's george R. R martin who put out his i mean frankly massive <laughs> series and then was like okay well that took um my whole life and uh that's what i got for now <laughs> uh i'm working on it and everyone goes please fucking write the next one and he's like you know like this writer's block of like it's not that fucking easy i can't just like pop out another one it's not how it works you know it doesn't mm-hmm. hop out of the brain he- whereas and- you know
0: He's just missing the last one, right? The last uh, book for Game of Thrones. Like, his interpretation of it?
1: Yeah, I I, I think so. Which, like, I wouldn't want to fucking put that out either. Like, again, to, like, stand with these authors. Like, people already had the last season, and it was like a fucking coin toss of whether or not someone loved it or hated it. Or was okay? It was fine, which is a horrible, I, like, the review of like the last season of a very important show. Is like, I didn't mind it. It was okay. Like, you want it to be epic and cool and like talked about for years, instead it was talked about for a couple weeks and then everyone was over it.
0: I'm pretty sure they're still, pr- still pr- printing money for the son of a bitch. I'm pretty sure. Fucking. What house are you? I don't know what house am I. Lannister? No, not Lannister. Fucking. Whatever. I don't know.
1: I didn't I I watched like the first two seasons of Game of Thrones and I never like finished it's just uh like like so intense and and, 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 like it's cool and I thought it was cool and I liked it but like to go through so much like every single episode it they literally made a movie every single episode was a movie and it was exhausting emotionally I don't know how anybody made it through that much shit like maybe i'm just a little little too empathetic with characters but i sit there and i'm like oh my god aren't you tired like
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean you gotta spread it out i saw i only saw season one but i spread it out over like two weeks i was not gonna fucking sit down and binge watch that whole thing
1: i mean but a lot of people did in fact like i remember i was uh, listening to a podcast at the time and they were like i have to fuck like they hadn't started watching the show this guy And he was like, I have to fucking, if I want to be part of this cultural movement, I have to catch up. I want to be part of it. I want to be part of the big ending that everyone's in on and everyone's talking about in a couple of weeks. So he binge watched the whole show in like, like a month, like two or three weeks. And I was like, why? Oh my God. Like, ouch. Like it just, you—you aren't you full? Like, aren't you? Like, I don't know. Maybe I feel like I have like a capacity when it comes for like intense shit. Like you've heard me talk about how I, like I, like the last couple of times I was watching X-Men two, I couldn't finish it because it was stressing me out. Like the, I'm like that with a lot of things, you're going to binge watch one of the most intense shows of like the decade. And then like you know, watch the finale with everybody. Like, I think that's cool. In like, in an idea of like someone wanting to catch up so they can be part of a movement or like part of a you know this thing that's happening. Yeah. But like, I couldn't do that.
0: I, well, have you ever finished Mad Men? You told me you were restarting it. Did you
1: ever? I I was uh, I was on the season five since last time I talked to you it was the same season five. They okay. moved it. They took it off of Netflix, and I was trying to figure out where I could watch it. And-
0: they took it off of Netflix?
1: Or Fuck. they did a couple of months ago. <laughs> it might be back. I'll check.
0: <laughs> fucking fair enough.
1: I mean, yeah, you know, me know, but where. like, like everyone, like I was talking to my dad about this the other day because he's he was uh, watching Star Trek Discovery and he just finished season two and he was like, ah, oh, that's so intense. And I was just like, yes, because like I just said, every fucking show is trying to make all of their episodes movies. They're not making shows. They're making these full production fucking films. And, like, it's cool and it's awesome, but it's so intense, like, <laughs> and, and, and I get, awesome. like, overwhelmed, like, by, like, yeah, like, I can watch a bad show over and over again or, like, a medium show. Like, right now, I'm watching Grey's Anatomy for the 15th time. It's, it's easy and, yeah, it's intense, but it's in short bursts and you go through and you laugh and you cry or whatever. And I still always get to season 10 and I stop watching because I'm sad <laughs> and it gets too sad and it gets too intense. that's how i feel with everything is like everything like i finished season one of cora uh when it came out on um on netflix in august and i was like oh my god like i was devastated it was so good and i was like and you just want me to just watch season two i'm not ready to watch season two i need mental preparation for this shit i need time not everything is a speed read some things are you need well maybe just me maybe it's just me i don't know (laughs)
0: Uh, no honestly i subscribe to that because like i don't like to to binge watch shit like in one long run if i know like there's multiple seasons it's like can we spread it out a bit over a few days a few weeks maybe uh
1: yeah it's definitely like a byproduct of this whole the, the the whole netflix thing which i think they tried to combat a little bit by doing the like the weekly releases of their new shows and things like that but it's We have, like, not to say that, like, commercials are super cool or, like, cable television was dope. It sucked. But there was a quality to waiting a week Mm -hmm. and waiting between commercials and waiting and the anticipation and the suspense and the talking with your coworkers and your friends and your whatever and being like, did you fucking see it? Like, wasn't that, like, what the fuck's going to happen next week on the episode of Grey's Anatomy where it ended with the ambulance crashing into each other? Like, you know, like... (laughs) And now it's like you know uh, people probably don't like they they talk about things maybe in a similar way but definitely not the same and i hate to be nostalgic for cable television i'm i'm 23 years fucking old like i I shouldn't be nostalgic (laughs) for cable television it wasn't amazing but it was a different experience and it's weird now
0: i mean i think that was one of the things um right before the streaming wars hit and netflix became like a super big deal uh, the Walking Dead was on like season like two or three and I remember fucking like having to wait through and sit through you know oh you know, finally you know this week's episode's coming out and I have to wait three months for the second half of season three or whatever like you took a little bit of pride in keeping up with the show each season. you' yeah. proud you're like that's my show. I love that show. And now yeah. it's...
1: I know, tune fucking, in every fucking week.
0: <laughs> yes, I, I carve out uh, like two hours of my fucking time. Like, you're not going to find me for these two hours. I'm going to be watching my show. And now it's like, I just binge watch the Yeah, exactly.
1: That's exactly it. There's simply not that anymore. The, this, like, the sacredness, like, not to say that it should be sacred, but if America has any culture, it's fucking television. The sacredness of don't fucking call me at... And I could fucking tell you, me too, right? Don't fucking call me at 7.30, 8.30 central. I'm watching Glee on Tuesdays. And then on Thursdays when they moved it that one fall year. And don't text me and don't call me. And my parents weren't even allowed to talk to me. I was like, <laughs> and in fact, I fucking ran everyone out of my life during that time because I was like, don't fucking, look, at, don't look at me weird during an episode of Glee. I'll stop talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck do we get
0: from Twilight to this? Was it the quality of the storytelling? Um,
1: I think we were talking about just like um, the we went from Stephanie Meyer the way that she created the story and the books and oh yeah we're talking about like why she wouldn't put out more books and then we just got oh, to other authors. Got okay, <laughs> because so, we be English majors in this bitch.
0: <laughs> yeah, we fucking go down the hole. The currents aren't always blue. Sometimes it's depression.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> but no, okay. So, correct me if I'm wrong. I can only think of like not three. Look. Uh, Lord of the Rings, hugely successful book series, turned into a trilogy. Fucking Harry Potter, eight films, you know, I think one of which grossed over a billion dollars, arguably the most successful book series, uh, turned into film in history. Twilight, I'd say is probably number two, because I know Hunger Games kind of went down. Yeah. Were there any other big ones in the YA genre that did well besides those two? Because, like, Divergent bombed, Host bombed um,
1: um... Oh, um, Maze Runner. Maze Runner did well.
0: Yeah, you're right. It didn't break the bank, but it didn't do bad.
1: Yeah, no, I loved those. Um, well, I only read the first book, but I loved the movies.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but did, did I, they, I
1: think um, Dylan O'Brien was a, a big draw for the the movies, and uh, the books were really intense.
0: Didn't he get injured though, like on the last one?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was fucked up. Do you know that story? I have he, no. Clue uh, the story uh, is. During, I think. I think it was the opening scene of the film, which makes it even more fucked up. But like, so in the beginning of the last movie, there's this train and they're trying to like get on the train and like fuck these people up or whatever. Somebody somewhere probably lost their whole career because of this accident. Um, But they're, I believe they're driving, you know, um, next to the train to film. And uh, someone, I mean, smashed into his face. And uh, I believe he broke his leg. Or oh, wait, were these two separate injuries? I can't even remember. I can't remember. Jeez. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put them into one because I think he broke his leg, but I don't feel like that was at the same time. I don't know. Um, but ba- the worst of them was that they fucking crushed his face, and um, he was fucked. Like they had to take him to the hospital. They had to do facial reconstruction on him. They were not sure if he was going to be able to continue. Maybe it is two injuries. Okay, you know, I think I, I think I'm realizing what the difference is. I think he broke his leg. In the last movie, The Maze Runner, in in that train scene that I'm talking about, but I think during the assassination movie he films, like, the next year is when he broke his face. I don't know. Either way, it was like a, we'll see if Dylan O'Brien still has a career after we reconstruct his face. And it was a very scary time. And I was like, oh, my God, because I love him.
0: (laughs) I assume he's doing well nowadays. I I don't.
1: Oh, yeah, he's fine. The assassination movie is the one that he filmed after his facial reconstruction um, that movie that just came out actually supposed to be really good. Love and Other Monsters or something like that.
0: Hey, um, Fernando reviewed it. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, him. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's him. It doesn't look
0: like him. Huh, I mean the.
1: I mean, uh, I would say that he looks the same, and I I would know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I trust your I trust your 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 uh, output doctor. <laughs> Oh fuck! Um, any any other things on Twilight that we missed? You know, anything I need to remember? Or...
1: So we know my history with the Twilight books. I started reading them when I was eleven. What did? When did you like? What did you? Did you watch the movies when you were when they came out, or what, how did you feel about them?
0: I, I I'm gonna try to express myself using words the best I can to say how much I hated this film. And I hated this <laughs> film for one for like one stupid reason that like haunted me throughout all of high school. Cause it never fucking failed. What's your name? Eddie. Oh, like Edward, like the vampire. Every, fu- <laughs> that, yeah, yes, that shit. I fucking hated that. And also I'm pale, well I was paler when I was in high school. So like, oh, oh, you're like the shitty vampire. Every fucking year I hated this film at my job. They designated me. Hi, this is Edward. How am I going to help you? Because it just sounded better. <laughs> oh, Eddie? Oh, that doesn't sound like a great name we'd use here at Banana. Try Edward. Okay, you're paying me $7.50 <laughs> an hour, but alright. I'm, I'm Edward now. Like, I can't...
1: That's fucking hilarious.
0: Fuck, I hated this more. I couldn't watch this more. I legit refused to watch this film for years. Like, no. When did it... I think I finally saw this film when I was like in my mid-twenties like when I was like 23, 24 and I fell asleep. I fell asleep last night when I tried watching it actually I was like 30 minutes in right at the rainforest scene I was like meh and that was some of the best (laughs) sleep I've ever gotten
1: That's fucking funny Yeah I mean it drags a little bit definitely in the beginning but that's hilarious (laughs) I I didn't know anybody named Eddie or Edward or Eduardo during that whole time that's fucking hilarious
0: (laughs) No, fuck Edward. No, no, not Edward. You okay, no, fuck Stephanie Meyer for using my name. That's fair. It's
1: in uh, the thing. Is it's an old name, so technically <laughs> it shouldn't even have affected you. The reason why she used it is because it's like an old like name. That's why she. That's why everyone has all these weird ass names like Rosalie and Carlisle and Jasper and shit.
0: And that was the Twilight special, uh, not the good Twilight, the crappy one. If you're listening to us on uh, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, please subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. We're trying to build this fan base, this, uh, this uh, listener base. Um, if you're listening to us via YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe. And please, do us a favor. Tell your friends. Like us on Facebook. Uh, this podcast really does mean a lot to all of us, and we're trying to grow this as best we can. If you all have any suggestions, please feel free to reach out, comment. Uh, you can shoot us an email. Uh, comment on our social media whatever you folks want to do I've been Eddie and this was The Rollback